Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The volume. Football season is underway, so now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just sign up with promo code RS. FanDuel has tons of betting options for each game. You can combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So sign up today with promo code RS for your no sweat first bet. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 and up in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable free bet that expires 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome, welcome back to the Richard Sherman Podcast. I'm here with my guy, Mitch Eisenstein. Football is still a crazy game, Mitchell. You expect one thing, you get another. One team looks like they have the game under control, cruising, and you blink twice, and they're losing. What's the deal? It's happened the last couple weeks, Rich. I mean, this Baltimore Ravens team, we're texting throughout the game. They look good. Lamar, it's about to be expensive, Richard. It's about to be expensive. And then they blow a 20-3 to lead, and they elect not to kick the field goal on fourth and goal. I mean, walk me through this game, Rich. I, I want to start with the decision on fourth and goal because that that's the one that looks like it cost them the game. What do you do, Coach Richard Sherman? What are you doing in that set of circumstances? Well, hindsight's always twenty twenty, so this is going to be a perfectly visioned call. I would have kicked the field goal. Obviously, clearly, that's the right call because that's the call that they didn't make. But with their offense stagnant as they had been in the second half. They were winning 20-3. to three. Buffalo ran the score all the way back. You looked up, and you're like, hmm, we can take any points we can get right now. It feels good. We've got the ball all the way down here. But no, you got to take the points. You always got to take the points. I, I can't say always, but in that situation, when you haven't scored a point since the first half, you take the points. Uh, Richard, they did not take the points, and they got an L because of it. And this goes back, we kind of talked about it last week. Miami Dolphins against the Bills. The Bills controlled the clock, you know, 40 to 20 time of possession. And here we are today. Same set of circumstances. 
40 to 20 the other way with the Ravens and the Bills pull out the win. Does time of possession even matter anymore, Richard? It clearly doesn't. It clearly doesn't. And and it clearly doesn't when you're playing the Buffalo Bills for one way or another. You know, Buffalo Bills control the heck out of the clock, somehow lose to the Miami Dolphins uh, with a time of possession of 40 and some change versus 19 and some change. And today, obviously, the Ravens controlled the game for the most part, but it didn't matter. Jordan Poyer came back. That was a huge – people forget Jordan Poyer has been out. Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde is out for the rest of the year with a neck injury. Those are huge, big-time players. He's one of the best safeties in the National Football League, so, of course, he's going to come in and make impact, and he did. Two interceptions. Josh Allen played a pretty pedestrian game by his standard, but guess what? 11 rushes, 70 yards, a touchdown. He did enough to get them a win, and that's all that matters. Uh, That really is all that matters, Rich. I mean, I know you like the Bills. Uh, I know you've been really, really high on them all season, And, and when you can win a game like this, where you didn't play your best game throughout the beginning of the game and you come back and you win this game. I mean, Richard, that's that's the type of team that you know. You win the sloppy ones on the road. This is a team that can go out and win it all. Yeah, no question. No question. And you learn you learn a lot from these games. You learn more. I mean, you really learn more from losses than you do wins. But a game you should have lost, you feel like you did lose, and you come out and win, there are still huge learning lessons there you know it's almost like you know you get in a car you you barely miss in a car accident and you know your life saved and you know it sends you on a path to really take advantage of every opportunity that's in front of you to put your best foot forward to be nice to people to be kind to make, make the world a better place etc cetera, etc cetera. this is going to be great for them later on down the line when they're in that playoff dogfight uh with likely the kansas city chiefs it's going to be fun to watch or the miami dolphins that division is crazy you want to hear an absolutely crazy stat, Rich? Shoot. This is the Bills' first win in a one-possession game since 2020. Sheesh, with Josh Allen, they got they won't. Largest comeback of Josh Allen's career. I mean, that that is that is unheard of, Rich. Honestly, that's shocking to me. But, I, Richard, I was at the edge of my seat all day. I was tuned into one game, and I know you had a vested interest in it, too. This was kind of our, I guess you could call it rivalry game to a degree. The Seahawks against my hometown Detroit Lions. And there are no gimmies in the NFL, Richard. I don't know if you've heard that before or not. Mitchell, Mitchell, down DeAndre Swift. Down Amon Ra, St. Brown. The sun god. 51% of their yardage for the season, they're down. Lo and behold. It was never them, Mitchell. It was all Jared Goff. 352 (sighs) yards, four touchdowns, one interception. Carry them, Jared. Carry them. But it's not enough to beat Geno and the boys. Too many mistakes, Richard. And and another insane stat. First time in franchise history, the Seattle Seahawks have not punt in a game. It's uh, Mitchell, Mitchell, they are running the offense like Pete has always wanted to run it. They got a good run game. Rashad Penny was running the ball, 17 carries, 151, two touchdowns. And every time he got a touchdown at the end, it seemed like the game sealer. But nope, Dan Campbell and the Fighting Lions kept coming back, kept, you know, blow after blow after blow after blow, heavyweight fight. 1,073 yards combined, 12 touchdowns, 93 points. Not the shootout everybody expected, but the shootout you deserve. And Tyreek Wooden, the rook. Second game, second pick. This time, he showed you. I run 4-2. 
I'm faster than everybody on the field. There's nobody catching me. Jared Goff, excuse me, you're not athletic like that. Get out of my way. I have celebrating to do. Richard, if you're not a fan of the NFL and you watch that game, you might well just become a fan. I mean, that yeah. was one of the that was one of the most entertaining games you're going to get in, in a long time. I mean, two teams that may or may not get into the the conversation for the playoffs, but they certainly played a good football game today. And, and Rich, you talked about it at the beginning of the season. I mean, the Seattle Seahawks here, they sit 500, 2-2 two and two on the year. They're a team that's going to be competitive in every game. They're going to win games like this. Geno Smith looks like a, a very competent quarterback. He looks like he's going to give him a shot to be in a lot of games. And who knows, man? I mean, I, do you think 9-8 and eight is out of question? 8-9 and nine out of question? Where, what, what, what is the ceiling for this team this year? I don't know, Mitchell. It, it just depends on which defense shows up, and they have to show up at some point or another. They need some plays to be made. They're playing pretty solid, but you give up 45 points. That's not winning football. Obviously, they're going through some growing pains, but Tyreek Woolen, you know, you expect things from the Rook. It's not him. You know, it, it, the D-line is, you know, Al Woods and the boys are doing what they can, but Jamal Williams still had 19 carries for 108. That was huge. Two touchdowns. They got to secure that up. But two, 378 yards passing by Jared Goff is too much. That's what they got to like to get to nine and eight. You can't have that. You can't have that. This is a, a team missing three of their top weapons, and you give up 45 points. Like you, 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 you're definitely impressed by what the Seahawks were able to do offensively. Like that's the plan. Always, yeah. Pete, run the ball. Be, be really safe with the football. Geno Smith has been leading the NFL in accuracy. His accuracy, I think he was at 77%, is probably going to drop a little bit today. But he's, he, he'll likely still be in the lead. Um, he threw for 300 yards. He's giving you over what they would have expected from him. He's looking like a, a starter in this league and like he's making himself a lot, lot of money next year if Seattle doesn't ream up. And he's keeping uh, DJ Metcalf and or DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett happy. I mean, DK had a lot to say about this game going into it. He talked about Jeff Okuda. I know you're happy with Jeff Okuda's play this year, but you know he said there's a safety over top of him. He's not really locking down people, but he's a good corner. If someone says that to you, Rich, I know some people have talked, slandered your name. If someone says that to you pregame, I mean, what does that do to a guy like Jeffrey Okuda? Well, I would think it would pump him up um, and, and energize him, but he's he's been having a really solid season, really good season, and... I mean, he's playing the coverage they call. But DK called his shot, and he made his shot. Seven for 149 and a bathroom visit on the court. You know, he, he scared <laughs> off Seahawks fans. Everybody's panicking. And he said, you know, I just couldn't make it. I couldn't make it to the bathroom. <laughs> so, you know what? I got a ride. He said the clinching walk wouldn't get it done. And I said, that is, that is the first. That is the first. The NFL <laughs> never ceases to amaze. And DK, you're the winner for this week. That was hilarious. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least. 
as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And did you see, <laughs> let's talk about the Denver game. Another game where it looked like one team was in control. And you're like, uh-oh, here come the Raiders. Here come mm. the Raiders. They're 0-3, they're, they're about to be 0-4. This division that everybody talks so highly of, including myself, is about to have a team with no wins. Um, and lo and behold, they decide to beat Josh Jacobs the entire game. And true. they need to do more of that, Rich. Josh Jacobs, fun, another fun fact, random fact. Josh Jacobs is on my fantasy team, Rich. And... I have him on my bench along with Rashad Penny, who are both the high week scorers this week. So, you know, really good start to the week or end of the week for me in that regard on a personal note. But, Richard, you're absolutely right. Um, The the Raiders have found their identity. They need to get Josh Jacobs more involved in this offense, and they did. And they, they were able to take control of this game and not relinquish it. And that's on a, a Denver defense that's been incredibly stingy. They have not been giving up yards. I mean, you just watched them last week uh, against the Niners. I mean, they weren't giving up anything on the ground. They were stingy. They were they were tough. Today, they gave up a 100-yard receiver, a 100-yard rusher. I mean, you're not expecting that. Russell Wilson played a really solid game. He was efficient, you know, 17-25 for 237, two touchdowns. Four rushes. He was moving the ball. Got a rushing touchdown. But they were three, three of eleven on third down, and that's what's what's damning them. Like it's like if one side shows up, the other side doesn't show up. If the other side shows up, the other side doesn't show up. And a huge loss, a colossal, monumental loss. And people aren't going to appreciate it until later on. But Javante Williams going down. Uh, you know, mm. you pray for his health, but that is a huge loss, and it's because Melvin Gordon is so bad with the football. Like, he's so bad at securing the football. I mean, I think that was his third fumble of the year just this season in four games. That's that's his fourth fumble of the year, Richard. Uh, my mistake. I'm trying to give him a break. <laughs> All 
I and mean, it goes for a touchdown. Like that's seven points. I think one of the one of the fumbles was at the goal line against Seattle. That's another six, seven points. That's taking points off the board. Not only are, is he taking points off the board, he's giving them to the other team. And now they're going to have to lean on him even more. I mean, it looks like Javante Williams is not going to be back, you know, anytime here in the near future. But Richard, as bad of a loss as it is for the Denver Broncos, is as huge of a loss or how huge of a win it is for that Las Vegas Raiders. I mean, they get their first one of the season against the division foe. You know, uh, Devontae Adams has a solid game, nine catches over 100 yards. I mean, this when we were watching this game, all I could think was when I was watching this and the Packers is how much Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams probably miss each other right now. And then Derek Carr just kept slinging him the rock. You know, and that's what they got to do. They got Josh Jacobs established to run. And when in doubt, feed Devontae, Rich. Feed Devontae. And, and, and now you got to give credit to Pat Sertan Jr. Like, Pat Sertan is the real deal. He's a real deal corner. He's a lockdown guy. He's out there. Devontae, people are like, well, you know, he only got a couple plays with Devontae. Most people don't get no plays with Devontae. Locking <laughs> him down. It's a double. It's a triple. It's zoned off. You're clouding him. They were leaving him man-to-man coverage press off. He's pedaling. He's breaking down on comebacks. He's covering slants. He's covering some of Devontae's stuff. And the Raiders did a great job moving him in the slot, moving him around, making sure that they could diagnose the coverage. You know, when 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 uh, Pat Sertan wasn't on him, they can just move him in the slot. Hey, we recognize his zone. And then worked that. And they worked that magic. They got the ball to Darren Waller. It didn't seem forced today. It didn't seem like they were sitting there like scripting plays for guys like, hey, we got to get Darren three targets right now. We got to get Devontae four targets right now. What happened to Hunter? We got to get him. Oh, shoot, we got to get Jacobs 12 carries. Let's let's run the ball until he gets his 12. Like, it just seemed like they went with the flow of the offense. The run game's going. Time of possession, they dominated it 34 to 25. Like, that's what they need to do. Hopefully, they think of that as the winning formula. But the Broncos got some questions to answer, and we will see them on TNF Thursday. 7 p.m. Eastern, I'll be on talking about I, them. The game starts at 8.15 Eastern. I know you're looking forward to that game, Rich. I got to change it up here. I know you're not. The, the world isn't excited about the Jets against the Steelers. I'm excited about it. Well, yeah, now you are because my boy Mitch Trubisky is not representing the name very well, Rich. Mitch Trubisky finally, finally gets unseated by Kenny Pickett, who goes out there and finds, you know, a dazzling rookie and George Pickens finally starts throwing the ball to him, Rich. I mean, my goodness. Uh, but then has three picks in the second half. I mean, what do you do? You're Mike Tomlin. This team is reeling. You're without TJ Watt. Your offense is struggling. What do you do week five to turn this thing around? You continue with the rook. The Rook had three interceptions. Cool. Got it. You know, it's hard to come in as a game. You're, you didn't get starter reps and all that. But what he showed was he gave them immediate energy. They went right down the field and scored. He was running the ball. He, was, he didn't know any better. Ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is bliss. And he learned some hard lessons today that I think will going forward, he will learn from and he'll get better. He'll be better. But you know what the ceiling is with Trubisky. You already know what the ceiling is. You've watched him for years. He's not, his ceiling isn't that of a number two pick. It's not. And it hasn't been since he was drafted. But he, he is a capable NFL quarterback. He's a capable backup level NFL quarterback. He's not going to get you a 350. You know, he had a game where he threw six touchdowns, but you know, that was a that was an outlier. That was an aberration. I don't, I don't know if that was 
legitimate. I mean, it was legitimate, but it's not something he can consistently do. But Pickett, I think the team can rally around it. You know, obviously today you don't never want to have three interceptions, and all of them weren't on him. You know, there were some tips footballs. There were some balls that he got in there, and guys didn't catch the ball. He was efficient when he could be. He didn't have a ton of – his three incompletions were all interceptions. That's the unfortunate part. But he only had three, three incompletions. I think you ride with a hot hand. And he was finding another rookie. He was finding picket to pickens, picket to pickens, picket to pickens. That's what you wanted to see. That's what you were expecting from the preseason. And, of course, Minka Fitzpatrick continues his reign. If it wasn't for him, this season would be even wilder than it was for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But, of course, he's playing at an all-pro level and showing people why he's valuable. I'm sure teams are going to be calling for him, but he's going to show loyalty to Tomlin as he should. Richard, do you want to hear an MVP statistic? Sure. The Steelers are 0-7 without T.J. Watt in the lineup. If that doesn't scream defensive MVP right there, I don't know what does. The NFL needs to start implementing a wins above replacement model like the MLB has because uh, the Steelers defense, you got to take care of Zach Wilson and the Jets is all I got to say. I know your boy Robert Sala has got to be pretty happy right now though, Rich. Yeah, they're not, they're not excited about the New York Jets. They should be. Like, Zach Wilson had a rough three quarters. I mean, that's about as rough as you can get and get a win. But guess what? They didn't pull him. They didn't, they didn't waver. They continued to run the ball. They continued to play hard defense. DJ Reed, Sauce Gardner, Marcus Joyner. Joyner out there, two interceptions. My boy, my boy Whitehead, Jordan Whitehead, got him a pick. That was the first pick of the day for Kenny Pickett. But it wouldn't be the last. And it was just beautiful to see. They fought until the end. Of course, they didn't get the go-ahead touchdown until, I want to say, nine seconds to go in the game. They were able to go ahead. It's nice to see. I mean, that's it's hard to win in New York. It's hard to win. They they didn't have a ton of talent when they got in there. They've revamped some things. They're, they're implementing a scheme, and they're battling, and it's great to see. We got a team that creeped into your top five on your power ranks this year, finally. The Philadelphia Eagles continue their winning streak 4-0 on the season. You can make an argument that the schedule's been somewhat soft, but they played the Jags, and the Jags have been solid this season. Two and one, they got out to a hot start, 14 to nothing, right out the gates, and the Eagles came back and took over that game like they've been dominating the teams that they've played in the prior three weeks. Is this Philly team for real, for real, Rich? I keep telling you, Mitchell, the offensive line and defensive line, which are the two strengths of that team, are the reason they are for real. Because in this NFL, there is not another team with as solid of offensive line and a defensive line as they have. They have a top five both. Top five, it are marginally top six, seven maybe. But no other team has that. They're putting pressure on the quarterback. Trevor Lawrence was 11 of 23 for 174, two touchdowns. But he lost four fumbles. You know why he lost four fumbles? Because of the pass rush. He's the first player this century to lose four fumbles. But Jalen Hurts. We were screaming, MVP, like, man, he's the MVP. Everybody came back to earth this week, Mitchell. It was the comeback yep. to earth this week. End of the first quarter of the season, everybody returns to the planet. Josh Allen returned to the planet. Jalen Hurts returned to the planet. And our boy, and our boy, Lamar, who's about to get the Brinks truck, come back to the planet. Threw a few interceptions. And that's what's so incredible about the National Football League is you have to keep doing it. Like, anybody can flash for a game. Anybody can flash for two games, three games, a half a season. But can you do it for 17? 
And if you can do it for 17, you hold, you usually are going to get some hardware that season. Are you going to be at, in, in the Pro Bowl in Vegas? Are you going to be or right, the flag football game or whatever they're calling it these <laughs> days? Well, Richard, a quarter way through the season, Philly looks for real, in my opinion. And and, and don't don't forget, we didn't mention our boy Big Play Slay on the outside, Rich. Come on now. Mitchell, it's a reason you don't mention him. Because it ain't nothing to mention. They're not catching the ball over there. He makes it uh, an issue. The pass rush, Slay, Bradbury, like it's going to be tough all season. Hassan, Reddick, two sacks, two fumble recoveries, all day, always open. A.J. Brown, again, every week, you say his name. Every week, the buff Batman, what does what Slay call him? The muscle Batman? The buff Batman, but I The believe. buff Batman, not five for 95, but guess who showed up? Today, Miles Sanders, welcome back. 27 carries, 134, two touchdowns. That's what they needed. Hey, when everything's going bad, they went back to their run game. They were down 14-0. They battled Richard, back. I, I got a question, and this, this pertains to uh, general football scouting knowledge. How in the world does A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf, both of them, how do neither one of those guys go first round in the NFL draft? I mean, they're both built like Greek gods. I mean, they're both monsters. Uh, one's the buff Batman. I don't even know what you want to call DK. I mean, it's people not getting people getting too much credit in the National Football League for evaluations. Like they're lazy. They're lazy and they're antiquated. Like, oh, run 40 yards, jump high. Let me, let me, let me see your hand. Let me see your hand. Let me see you stand on the stage. Jump this high. Jump far. Like. Went back and forth a few times. Yeah, I think I think that guy's a first rounder. I think out of that draft class, the best receivers came after the first round. You got Debo, you got AJ, you got mm-hmm. DK, you got all the guys that you talk about these days came in the second round. The guys who got the highest paydays came in the second round. And that's why you say it's an inexact science. These guys aren't these guys aren't hitting every year. If they hit every year, then then the first round would be way more of a guarantee. You'd be like, man, these guys, I want to figure out what their formula is. But nobody has the formula. They're guessing. Well, there's another one in Detroit. I'm on Ross St. Brown, the I'm sun god. The sun Dude, god. Fourth round pick, man. I mean, how how like these guys just fall through the cracks, lack of size. I mean, yourself, Rich. I mean, let's not forget about you. Fifth round pick out of Stanford. Tyreek Woolen. Tariq Woolen. Tariq the freak. Tyreek Woolen. I mean, the list can go on and on and on. But point being, there's something wrong when you overlook those two. Richard, we saw another pretty darn interesting game, and it just went final. The Green Bay Packers snuck away with a win against the lowly, and I'm gonna I'm gonna emphasize that the lowly New England Patriots, now one and three on the season. Richard, I, I, I cannot help but think. Aaron Rodgers is going to get nipped at some point this season when the money's truly on the line. This wide receiving core is going to cost him that money. Romeo Weems, dime, dropped, game winner. I'm telling you, Rich, I was thinking all game, I cannot imagine how badly Aaron Rodgers wishes Devontae Adams was in this lineup. And, and how badly Devontae Adams wishes he was in that lineup. And I don't think it, he wishes it that much because he loves being on the West Coast and he gets to see his family and everybody a lot more. But, however, that NFC North isn't what they thought it was going to be. The Minnesota Vikings went out to London and 
and got it done. They are now 3-1, and one, tied for the lead in the division. Like, it's not going to be a walk in the park at the end of that, at the end of the row. Although we go to the end. You know what I mean? Mitchell, I can't sing, but God dang it, that victory that the Minnesota Vikings had against the Green Bay Packers is going to be what comes back to bite him. Like, that's going to be a tough division. He can't trust those receivers, and he's trying his best. He's trying things out. He's like he's like he's on a dating website. Like he's speed dating with these receivers. Hey, you get a few catches, you get a chance to win the game. Drop. You get a chance. You get a chance to win the game. Drop. You get a chance. You get a chance to win the game. But nobody wants it. Nobody wants to be the guy. And he's giving everybody a shot, so you can't blame him. <sighs> Richard, it reminds me of the uh the MTV's old show Next. Do you ever remember that one? Mm-hmm. I think he's seeing these guys and you know another dating show that you're making reference to. Seeing these receivers, they're trying it out for him. He's like, ah, next, ah, next. Like, they're going to end up bringing some vet in here towards the tail end of the year, you know, and and trying to straighten this thing out. But until that day, I mean, they're going to keep grinding out wins, or so it seems. Well, you got the MVP, the two-time back-to-back, well, four-time, but back-to-back MVP of the league. You're going to find a way. That's why they gave him $50 But I'm sure they're on the phone every week about a veteran that's on the trade block that they can get well they need to be on that they need to be on that aggressively Richard and then the other side are the Patriots the lowly Patriots we talk about it every week I feel like Rich what does this do to Bill Belichick's legacy the longer this goes on it continues to to emphasize the point that maybe it was Tom Every time you're like, well, Belichick, he found a way. You know, Mac Jones, he found his answer in Mac Mac Jones, and he can do it with anybody at quarterback. He can do it. He does it with anybody on defense. He does it with a bunch of guys that that he trades for, undrafted free agents, especially in a secondary, playing man-to-man every play. And they're like, man, he doesn't need Tom. Tom needs him. You look up, Hmm. and Tom got a Super Bowl when he left. Bill ain't got a Super Bowl. It, it looks like it's going to be a long season for the Patriots. And I'll tell you what, man, I, I would love to know what the Vegas odds were for Bailey Zappi being the first rookie quarterback to throw a touchdown this season. I'd be very, very curious to know what that is. Yeah, they, Rich, I'm sure they're astronomically low, Mitchell. <laughs> Richard, we've got a big game preview. Uh, Monday Night Football, I know you're going to be watching. Your San Francisco 49ers just so happen to be playing the L.A. Rams, and you got buddies on both sides of the ball. Give me your breakdown. What's your prediction for this game, and who comes away with the dub? I don't know. I'm excited to watch it, though. I mean, it's going to be a dogfight. Outside of the playoff win that the Rams got, uh, they have not beat the San Francisco 49ers in three consecutive uh, or six consecutive games. And I'm excited to see how it's going to go. I think Debo, I mean, there's a lot to prove for San Francisco. You know, coming off the game they played against Denver, there's a lot of question marks. Right now, the Rams are feeling confident. They're rolling, but their their interior offensive line has a lot of question marks. But Note Boom is finally playing pretty solid. Their defense is coming around. I'm excited to see. Before we close, give me a winner and score projection, and we'll call it a day. Ah, that's going to be tough. I got the Niners. 24-21, that's my, that's my go-to score. 24-21 Niners. Uh, I like it. I'm going to go 27 to uh, 19, the Rams. And I hate to do that to you, Rich. Yeah, Mitchell, Mitchell, I'll we're going to have to call. I'm going to call you after this because we're going to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about it. But, Richard, I'll let you sign us off for the night. Well, I appreciate you guys joining us. Hit the subscribe button if you're new. Check us out next week. Check me out Tuesday. We're going to try to have a special guest I'm hoping to get a guy, fingers crossed, if I can get him. 
But I'll see you guys then. It's going to be more exciting content. I can give you my reaction to the game on Monday night. See you then. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.